My name is James Etta Cleveland. I own Sports Farm University. We're an athletic consulting firm for athletes from middle school to the pros. We help them understand who they are and how they prefer to show up in the world. And you can find me on Facebook at Sports Farm University. That's my business page or on Twitter or Instagram at, at sports, S-B-O-R-T-S underscore M-O-M underscore, um, underscore U. Sports Mom You. Um, and you are listening to Rebuke. Hi, this is your man Jeff of the Full Sport Press Podcast, your weekly podcast for your consummate sports listener. And right now, you can find us each and every Monday on YouTube, Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, all of your podcasting platforms. You can follow us on Full Sport Press Podcast across all social media. And you can follow me at jeasley 84 across all social media platforms. And you are now listening to Rebuke. Hello, everyone. This is Marcus, and you're now listening to Rebuke Podcast. We have a wonderful uh, show today. One of my favorites because I love talking about sports. A lot of people don't think I don't talk about sports because I'm all y'all say I'm too radical. I'm too pro black. I'm the next Michael Max, Marcus Garvey, Fred Hampton type dude. But I have. I played football in high school and, you know, and played basketball. I, I like to talk about sports too, man. So uh, this, this, this one, our next show is about, um, before we get into the show, uh, I'd like to thank everybody for supporting me and support and could, and I ask you to continue to support the podcast by listening and uh, sharing with your friends and family and subscribing as well. Um, and you also can be a financial uh, contributor by, uh, financially subscribing to it from nine nine cents to nine dollars and ninety nine cents on Anchor. So, if you want to uh, help me in that in that regards, I truly uh, appreciate that as well. Now, um, you know uh, sports, how it is um, college sports. Georgia just won the national championship, which you know I'm a little salty about because you know two of the uh, wide receivers from Alabama went down. If they had never happened, they would never got a championship. And I always tell people the only thing good in Georgia is Chick-fil-A and Coca-Cola. <laughs> but uh, uh, peaches. I, I, peaches. Uh, peaches. Don't, yeah, don't yeah. disrespect the peaches now. Okay, the peaches <laughs> too. Uh, I like the other. But I ain't going to get there. Oh, I'm not going to go there. <laughs> Oh, I'm starting early. <laughs> we clearly don't mean the same kind of beaches. Yeah. Gotcha. No, not at all. <laughs> well, not you already all. heard my guests. <laughs> I can't even. <laughs> this show's getting off the rails already. Let me bring it in. Rebring it in. Um, <laughs> after the Georgia game. Um, and you read some of the c- comments. Um, I'm a little perturbed 
about some of the comments that were said about the game, not about the game, but the actual players and stuff. Um, the transfer portal started in October 15, 2018, and hundreds or even thousands of players have transferred to other schools. Um, the NIL has started July 1st, 2000, I mean, 2021. And there's some players that have has profited off that. But there's a certain demographic that hates that. And I, it rubs me the wrong way. So I want to talk about this because I, I feel a certain way. And I have I have uh, people there might feel the same way or fa- might feel differently as we talked about peaches. But as we get to the show, today's show, I believe it's the 56th episode. Um, today's title is transfer and get that money, baby transfer and get that money. Um, I'm glad to have Jeff Easley and a James Setta Cleveland on the show today. Yes. Yes. I'll always try to, well, if y'all don't know about my show, I always try to have balance like the unk. It's always about balance. You got to have a woman. You got to have a man. You can't create dynasties with just one of them. <laughs> so you got to have both. So I, I want to have both of their viewpoints. So I'm glad to have both of y'all on the show, man. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Thanks for having us. Well, thanks for having me. I don't want to speak for Miss Cleveland. <laughs> thanks for having me. <laughs> okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, y'all already know this. Y'all, you had a prerequisite at uh, the scenario. Um, <laughs> all right, I'm going to start with Miss Cleveland. Um, the first question is, uh, what is NIL for? I mean, for the people that I'm quite sure everybody knows, but what is NIL and what it really means to, uh, in your eyes, what it means to you? So at its core, NIL stands for name, image, and likeness. So name, if you are an athlete, um, the family of an athlete, your name has value. That includes your given name, includes your social media handle, includes, includes your initials. And in certain instances, it also includes hashtags and phrases that are unique to you as an athlete or that are unique to your family. It also includes signature moves. If there are things that you are known for on the field, on the court, or what have you. Image is just that your physical, the pictures and videos that people earn and generate billions of dollars of off of the backs of children, whether it's high school children, college children, or professional ones. And then likeness is think of it like a filter. It's not the actual image, but it is a, a painting, uh, an avatar, a caricature, um, a Snapchat filter, if you will. That's at its core. That's what name, image, and likeness is. And it is only new for high school and college athletes. It is not a new concept for anyone else. Everyone has been benefiting off of the athlete's name, image, and likeness, the only thing that happened on July 1st of last year is that athletes received permission to benefit from themselves. And that benefit could be that you represent a brand, 
It also could be, and this is the actual biggest part, is the ability to be an entrepreneur. Before July 1st of last year, if you were an athlete and you came home for the summer and you wanted to just do a camp with the rec team that you played at for years, you couldn't do that. You actually um, would lose your eligibility if you did something really simple like give back to your community. And now athletes can do those kinds of things. They can start businesses. They can start podcasts. They can give back. They can do nonprofits. They don't have to worry about losing their scholarship. And that's a very good thing for athletes and for their families. Greatly said, greatly said. Um, Jeff, you got anything you want to add to that? I'm going to repeat the question. What is NIL? And um, I think she summed it up, but you got anything to add? You got anything to add to that? No, that was perfect. I mean, that's, that's to the definition, um, you know, like, like you mentioned, Ms. Cleveland, like, at the end of the day, in contracts across the board, whether it's music, whether it's professional sports, whether it's anything, the name, image, and likeness has already been wording in different contracts across the board. We just now are allowing some of the student athletes who have made billions of millions upon billions of dollars for universities and schools and prep schools to now make money as well off of this stuff you know that they've been bringing to those type of institutions so yeah those contracts have existed for years in different avenues it is now just moved to the amateur sports ranks now she said something something uh 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 that sparked my interest jeff and she said high school and you remember lebron james in high school absolutely absolutely i was so, i was so, a senior when he was a senior so so I remember so, that. so 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 <laughs> Do you think we might save this question for later? But I I think high school students should be getting some NIL deals too. But it's we're gonna save that for later. But okay. But she she summed up the first one. So the second one's for you. Are there pros and cons for college athletes getting NIL deals? Because personally, I don't think it's a con because they've been making billions of dollars off us. Yeah. Yeah, Well, go ahead. The pros, I believe we've touched on those um, just to make it as simple as possible. Um, I'm bringing I'm the reason why not, not me personally, but the student athlete is the reason why there's 100,000 people in your football stadium on on Saturday. No, 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 no. You correct your reason why, because it's about well, 60 percent black. But go ahead, Jeff. But that's what I mean. The student, <laughs> the student athlete is the reason why there's 100,000 people in that stadium. So that is the pro. Now that those 100,000 people who. Who may not? I may not get the money from my jersey, but you will now follow my podcast. You will now go to the dealers, the auto dealership that paid me to do a commercial for them. You will now wear the shoe that I'm that I'm wearing or the t-shirt that I'm wearing in pregame, right? So that is helping. The con, I mean, I'm just going to be completely transparent. The con is the only con I can think of is you know the pressure that it brings to some student athletes. We may start to notice. As time goes on, and this is a this is a whole nother podcast, maybe. But as time goes on, we may start to notice it becomes a little bit much, right? You're putting a lot on a 17, 18 year old kid's shoulders, giving them a hundred thousand dollars, some even a million. I mean, you look at someone like like Spencer Rattler this year. Spencer Rattler was coming in top, <laughs> like a top tier draft pick, and with his NIL deals and with everything else that that came along with it, Spencer Rattler stock probably couldn't be lower right now right mm. so you look at someone like that 
I'm not saying the pressure of NIL contract hurt him, but I'm saying I guarantee you it didn't help is what I'm saying. So those are the only cons that on my end that I can think of is that some, you know, there is a reason we want to protect our children. And maybe just maybe that is the only reason that, you know, just putting that pressure on them to perform now that you are at 17, 18, you're now the man of the house at that point because of this NIL deal. Wow. Um, good point. Good point. Miss Cleveland, I believe you have a student athlete son or something. Is that true? Uh, he's graduated now, but yes. yes yeah. You, so you, you at one time you had one. So you just, so what are the pros and cons for college athletes getting NIL deals? So let me be transparent. This is what I do. I'm a consulting firm. I do NIL brand management and development. So um, having said that, here's what I know to be true from being in the space. We are not seeking to protect our kids at all. We that the existing machine and infrastructure is seeking to create name image and likeness in a way that continues control of student athletes. The biggest opportunity for a single athlete in name image and likeness is entrepreneurship, the ability to generate your own funds. And that's because when you look at the typical deals that are being pushed, which are partnerships, what people don't understand is that athletes actually have to upload those partnerships. Those, If you get a prospective contract with a, a brand, you have to upload your entire contract, including what they're going to pay you, to the school. The school has to say, yes or no, we have a conflict or an existing relationship with this particular company. So you're gatekeeping already. When you create your own there's nothing to get keep. There's no conflict. So I would say just be mindful of the structure and the, the thought process that, hey, I got to go get a traditional brand partnership because that's not the real opportunity. We also have to be mindful of the product that's actually being sold. Very few schools are going to tell you that when you look for a brand partnership, the product being sold is the athlete. They are selling direct access to the athlete. Because businesses and fans directly get to interact and purchase services from the athlete, which they put up before, or they're selling proximity. When an athlete partners with a brand, it's just like when we were, when Michael Jordan was drinking Gatorade, we wanted to drink Gatorade because we was like Mike. It's the same thing. People want proximity to athletes. One of the things that they're not talking about is the mental health aspect of being controlled and being a commodity. The other thing that we don't do a very good job of talking about is that this group of high school students and college students are a new market for agents. There are agents who make it a practice to to offer marketing advances. And when you take a marketing advance, that could be considered what's called an inducement. And that inducement basically hooks you so like I'm just gonna be transparent. One of my one of my students, he's 17. He just signed an NIL NIL deal in January. He's in high school with Rock Nation. What we as parents don't get is that businesses look at our kids as product, and so there are agents, reputable agents, big name agents that are looking at 
college and high school kids and they want to build the relationship with them first. And if I can come to you and say, well, I'm going to give you a $5,000 or a $10,000 marketing advance. Your mama doesn't know you're not supposed to take it. You don't know you're not supposed to take it. Well, I've gotten you on the hook so that if you do go to the league, whatever league, you can't make a decision about going to another contract agent. You've got to stay with me because you took the inducement. So parents do not get educated at all in this process. Schools are not educating parents. But one of the biggest misses is the lack of understanding of, of what marketing agents do, how they manipulate kids, and the fact that the existing structure, when we keep talking about brand partnerships and not entrepreneurship, it leads to the continued control of you already radical black bodies. So if you, if, you, if you keep the existing model, I'm looking for a deal, a partnership, then you're subject to control, controlled by the school because they have to say, okay, you can complete this deal and controlled by the business because they're going to tell you how they want you to show up in the world in order to keep that deal. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, you gave a lot. Yeah, but it makes sense. Yeah. So yeah, so so, so those are the pros and cons. And you actually got into the weeds, uh, we call it in, in the government. We got you got into the weeds. So um hopefully people that are listening to the show would get in contact with you because they, I know a couple of people that are got some sons or and daughters that are very good in sports and they're gonna need your guidance in that. So that's that's great that's great detail you provided. Now that because there are major agents who know that parents don't know and i have heard agents talk about how they're going to use marketing advances it's not accidental and so that is something that you know most of the of the kids that are going to play a sport a lot of them are trying to change the financial trajectory of their family it's a big deal if someone says, I'm going to offer you $10,000 or $5,000 and then I have to know. Mm. I hear. Mm. Good point. Now I'm going to go, I'm going to go back to Jeff and then flip it, flip it to you. Uh, Miss Cleveland is in ideals really helping or killing college sports. Cause I'm, I'm, I'm this is what the, the catalyst to start this show. I see a lot of non melanated, people commenting about these nil deals and how it's destroying the sport i think it's a great idea that these players are getting these opportunities so but i want to hear from you since you do a a podcast Mm -hmm. focusing on sports is it is it killing the sport why why not no um it's killing the sport as you know it is is breaking down the ncaa because the business model of the NCAA is outdated. It's antiquated. Like it's an old, it's an old model that needs to be updated. So what you're hearing, those people who are pushing back are people who are used to a certain way. Most most college football coaches, you know, I, I use them because they're the most probably outspoken that you hear about these type of things. Most college football coaches are uh dictators, for lack of a better word. They they, you know, they want they run their systems and their programs the way they want to. So relinquishing power in their eyes is allowing this ch- is this child, he's a child, this kid, to have just a little bit of financial freedom as a college student, right? 
So, and when you hear that, that's why you have a coach like Adabo Sweeney for Clemson, who before this NIL deal was passed, mentioned he would stop coaching if players would start to be paid any type of way because because he can make you know he's okay with his five, four, three to six million dollar salary every year because he's an adult and he's the coach of the team. But if the players start to make anything, that control that you have loosens in the room. So to to kind of answer your question more thoroughly, like. I don't think it's killing the NCAA, period. But it's killing the NCAA as we know it. And that's a good thing. Mm, mm, I like that. What about you, Miss Cleveland? Is it helping or killing college sports? Oh, it's helping. It's You're going to figure out which coaches are good players and which coaches are injured. Because when, uh, there are some instances where athletes have generated enough money where they can get back their scholarship. And if I don't need you to pay for college, you got to talk to me nice. If I don't need you to pay for college, you have to talk to me differently. There, there are athletes who have been mindful and who create a great deal. Um, but I think what people are afraid of is they don't know how to create opportunities. So, like, it's kind of like a have and a have not. People say, well, oh, the bigger schools with the bigger booster bases, they're going to be able to attract athletes. No, you just need to get off your, get off your duck. Go out into the community, create some relationships. And whereas those relationships used to go to the art department or to, to the English department, you're going to have to build some relationships for your players. And that's not a bad thing. That's actually a good thing. You're going to see who is, who, which coaches are real leaders and which co- coaches just have their job because they're dictators and athletes don't have any options because, because money gives us options. That's what it does. Mm. I like the way that you about to find out who the real coach and who's the real dictator. I like that. I like that. I'm going to skip this question. I think we touched on this, but I'm going to, I'm going to flip it to you. And I think we talked about this on the scenario. Shout out to van uh, in the scenario show. Um, what's the scenario? Uh, is the NIL really fair to all athletes? Because you know, um, Bryce Young got the million dollar deal. Uh, I think Jameson Williams, uh, uh, Williams, the wide receiver from Alabama, he got a deal with Bose headphones and stuff. But you don't hear about no center getting no deal. You don't hear about no defensive tackle getting no deal. And if I was a defensive tackle, yo, we got some problems. And especially if I'm a left tackle, we got some problems, bro, because you ain't throwing that touchdown if I ain't blocking that dude. So should after is the NIL really fair to all athletes? And then the second part is, should athletes go after the revenue, even if it means boycotting? Boycotting, excuse me. Is this, is this me first? Yeah, it's you. Oh, you want me You want me to give, give James the shot and you want to come after? It's, it's, it's totally up to you. Um, I'm going to you then. <laughs> so I'm going to say this. Every single athlete has the opportunity to create their own businesses. Every single athlete can be the hometown hero. And what we do need to understand is there are a finite number of traditional brand partnerships. PFC is only going to partner, like the college students are competing with high school students and they're competing with professional athletes for those spots. So we've got to stop thinking of it in terms of just brand partnerships. Even saying that, some of the best, most lucrative deals are for players that will never touch the field. For example, 
Brigham Young University signed a deal. They partnered with a company called Bill Bars. They do like sports bars. Um, in the deal, it's for walk-ons. Walk-ons at Brigham Young, they get their tuition paid. All they got to do is wear a little decal and practice for Bill Bars, and they got to do some public appearances. Walk-ons typically, before this, they pay college out of pocket. You know, go somebody Google the tuition for Brigham Young University. That's an amazing opportunity, and you're a walk-on. Uh, the University of Texas is doing a non-profit. Their boosters are doing a non-profit initiative. To your point of alignment, if you're a lineman, if you become a lineman, any lineman from for the University of Texas, you they have set aside fifty thousand dollars per lineman if those linemen help promote their charities. There are multiple charities. So again, you won't ever, ever see those. Some deals are team deals. The University of Miami has done a fabulous job doing a deal for every person on the team um, with like a, a gym. So we like to talk about the big deals, but 50 grand, 50 grand is, I'm, I'm cool. Let me be great. <laughs> <laughs> You know, so I don't. I think that when we pit athletes against each other in the finite world of big companies giving you brand dollars, yeah, that may cause some friction. But if you really look holistically, every athlete can be the hometown hero. And maybe I don't get the maybe I don't get the six figure deal. Maybe I get three or four deals where I put together. You no, know, maybe I get fifty grand over here, ten over there. The coins are the coins. If they stack the same, they stack the same. Because I still get my scholarship. I still get my stipend. I still get my, my books. I still get my food. So I think it's fair to all athletes if we actually look at it as this is an opportunity for entrepreneurship. And you don't all have to go back go back after the same traditional deals. And when it comes to revenue, so we're all watching the image and likeness, but we really should be watching the employment movement. Um, right now, there are several bills. Um, there's a bill in Iowa, for example, where if it passes, all of the Iowa college athletes at public universities would be considered employees. They did an employment study, and those athletes, had they gotten paid from 2005 to 2019, would have made $250,000 a year. So we want to watch for um, the employee movement. There's the bill. There's two. Um, there's a, a lawsuit in Pennsylvania that deals with athletes being considered employees. Just last week, the National College Players Association filed a complaint with the Labor Relations Board. So while we are tripping about NIL, that consistent, even if an athlete, like even if they only got what a hundred grand. That's $400,000. That's what we really should be watching, the employee yeah. movement. Wow. Okay. I, that, go ahead. Go ahead, Jeff. No, I was going to say, I agree 100% in me. In this, in this day and age with technology being what it is, you have to be creative in everything you do, right? So, like, like, like you mentioned, the lineman deal in Texas. As a former lineman, I appreciate that because we go unnoticed most of the time anyway until we miss it, we miss a block, and then we're the most blamed person on the field. But that's neither here nor there, right? <laughs> but at the end of the day, right, it comes down to your area, your school. Right. If your school has a high profile engineering department or doctor, you know, whatever type of department you have going on, they're going to want to they want they're going to want that advertisement, too. 
So if you have someone, they're going to come up with creative ways to get their names out there. These companies are going to come up with creative ways with these small schools. You never know who is a booster or who is an alumni or alumnus of a school. And it just comes out to putting yourself out there as a young athlete, putting yourself out there that you're eligible and you're willing to work for these things. Right. You you want to you want to do a deal with. Um, a startup company in your area that's coming from your hometown that's you know doing whatever it is that has a relationship with your university or, or a public school they'll do that it doesn't necessarily have to be a football player you could be on the swim team or the track team all those things the, the the money is out there people want to be linked to sports at all in all fashions we all we all have hoop dreams uh, athletic dreams that, that did not <laughs> fulfill right so if we have a way of getting our company that we started on the back of this athletic and his athletic performance we're going to do it that's just that's just is what it is right so no it, it, it's opportunities everywhere for this stuff um, i'm laughing you're like we all had those dreams we, we yeah. did like, yeah. like we all had it like did you look up i was a, i was a 511 or 61 depending on what coach you ask lineman and it wasn't gonna work for me in college at, at a certain level it just wasn't gonna work I could, I could play for a smaller school if i wanted to but d1 was happening I either need to lose a lot of weight, get a lot of faster, or realize I'm probably going to play at a small school. And that's okay. So small schools are going to have NIL deals as well. Like a, a free education is a free education. And if you know what you want to do after school and you're getting it for free for four years, that's a ticket. It's a golden ticket. Take it. I totally agree, man. I totally agree. Thank Good Wrapping up that question, too. Okay. All right. Now, October 15, 2018, um, the transfer portal was created and Nick Saban warned NCAA that, you know, you don't want this. You don't want this because all the big schools going to do is get bigger and stronger. And guess what? That's what happened. <laughs> That's what happened. No, it's, Alabama has capitalized on the transfer portal, you know, because kids want to go into the NFL, period. That's what they want to do. So right. my next question is, but, you know, in the comments again, you see a certain demographic complaining about these kids transferring. They're not made of the good stuff. They losers. And I'm like, man, you don't get your country <laughs> bumpkin, sweet home <laughs> Alabama, uh, but often, oh, man. you know what I'm saying? So the next question is, uh, is the tr- Jeff is the transfer f- transfer portal giving athletes excuses not to go through adversity? Why can't they just stay at the school for four years? Why they got transfer? All right, so I have mixed emotions about the transfer. Portal. Give me I'm your emotions, brother. Give me your emotions. Completely honest about this. Give it. Give it to me. There are positives about this. The positive situation is I get recruited to go to a college. A coach that recruited me is the reason why I'm coming to that college. Uh-huh. That coach gets fired or that coach leaves to go to the professional ranks or whatever happens. The new regime comes in. I'm X'd out because I'm not a part of that program. I play a different style of, of ball, whether it be basketball, football, whatever. I'm not a part of the future going forward. I need to be able to leave. Now, there are instances where a kid comes in and you look up 
the school recruits three quarterbacks or three point guards or three fast pitch uh, pitchers or whatever, right? And you look around and you say, it's crowded in this quarterback room or it's crowded in this lineman room or whatever position, I'm just going to leave. There are no consequences for leaving anymore. You get one free one. Now, post-COVID, I believe, was COVID was when this rule was coming into effect. Please correct me if I'm wrong. But now you get one free. Pretty much you get to transfer wherever you want without having to sit out a year. Once that was removed, that's when it became the Wild Wild West. Mm-hmm. Because, because now I look up and see, I don't have to compete. I can go to State Tech University in Delaware and become the line, left tackle there or the starter quarterback there and play forever when I was recruited originally to go to Florida State. And it's a little crowded in Florida State. So I love the fact that it gives the kids the opportunity to play from day one because everyone wants to play. Yes, but then I I also think that NIL excluded, you know, Does you rob yourself of, of player development. Mm-hmm. And that's my major thing is player development. Because mm-hmm. if you if you if you run away from that competition, if you only play one certain way, you don't get to evolve your game as much as you can. Like when we were growing up, not to talk too much about this, when we were growing up, we, you weren't good until you went to the next neighborhood and played the kids over there. You might be good in my neighborhood, but you got to go play him over there. And until you can do that, until you can show you can do it in multiple places, your game hadn't evolved enough yet. So that's what I think is being robbed. Kids are robbing themselves of right now is once the adversity hits, I don't want to evolve my game. I just go play at another school. Miss Cleveland, is the transfer portal giving athletes, student athletes excuses not to go through adversity? I think... Just from my work, it depends on the kid. So the kids who are in, like some kids do get the prima donna syndrome, I call it, where they don't know how to navigate being just a guy. And when you go to college for a period of time, a lot of kids are, they're just a guy. And so they're not, they were used to, you know, they were all the stars when they were in high school. So there are some, there are some kids who don't know how to make the mental adjustment to say, okay, I, the coach told me I was going to play and I'm not going to play. I don't know the playbook. I haven't developed, whatever. Um, and, and they don't have the right people in their ear telling them, stick this out. So there are some people in the transfer portal for that reason. But what people do with this is they use it as an excuse. Because some people are in the transfer portal because the school that they, I have observed, coaches say to a kid, I'm going to change my style. We're going to run this particular defense or office. I promise this is what we're going to do. And some coaches don't want you. They just want someone. They want to make it so someone else in their conference can't get you. Mm. So there are kids in the portal. They're there because they are not at at a school that is not the right fit. And we have got to acknowledge it. It's not the right academic fit. It's not the right athletic fit. It's not the right cultural fit. Because there's some things that we need to look for. If you got dressed and you used to being in Miami or in Atlanta where you can get your hair done regularly and you go to Podunk, Kansas, and it ain't a lot of black people, they don't know what dread. These are things I talk to with my clients. They don't even know what dreadlocks are. Some people get, get, get out there and they're like, whoa, I can't just fly back home every weekend to get my hair done or, every, or once a month to get my hair retwisted. Whoa, whoa, whoa. So... Fit is something we never talked about. 
And with COVID, your black athletes Kansas. don't go to Kansas. But that's what she said. But go ahead. I mean, sometimes you know, if you go into Kansas, Kansas, make sure they can cut your hair, make sure they can twist your dress, and make sure they can put your weave in right. Just keeping it, keep it real, real honest, because those are the things people are, you know, they're into their hair. And the final thing, um, Jeff touched on COVID. But people don't realize that with COVID, every athlete at every level got an extra year of eligibility. But they didn't. But coaches did not get extra scholarships. Mm. Those kids got to go somewhere. They got to go somewhere. And sometimes coaches say, "You ain't got to go home, but you got to you got to go away from here." We don't talk about the number of kids who are in the portal because coaches came in and said, "I don't have a spot for you. You you didn't work out what I thought like I thought you were. I figured I would graduate you in the cycle, but you took advantage of this extra year. I needed you to get gone." And we're not even going to get into coaches. When coaches get hired at programs, typically they have team meetings and they tell coaches like to bring in their own guys. And they'll tell the existing guys, well, some of y'all ain't going to be here. Some of y'all need to go on all, be in the portal. We love. And so to your point, yeah, some of them don't know how to deal with being just a guy and they don't have the right people in your ear. But this is a blanket excuse for coaches to do dirty things. And no one checks the coaches. If you go look at the demographics, if you go look at the comments, nobody's saying, well, dang, there's too many athletes. There's a finite number of scholarships. We got, they got to go somewhere. Mm. Man, boy, you getting into the weeds of this. I thought it was going to be a, this ain't, this ain't no ABC. Uh. <laughs> this is what I, I do. This, this is what, what she do. do. This, this is what she do. I, I, I can tell. I could tell. Great, great. Man, so um I'm gonna go jump right into it. This is my sh- this was the show based on why Jeff, why do you feel that a certain certain demographic <coughs> white <coughs> are totally against <laughs> and hate the NIL and transfer portal? Control. Take your time. No, it's it's not. I don't need time with that one. That that's oh. the easiest question on the on the thing. It's control. It's control and um being accustomed to a certain way. And I'll be honest with you, you would be surprised. I know you joked and coughed and said white, but you would be surprised how many people look look like us just a little bit older feel the same way that those that their white counterparts feel about this because they hold those universities those universities excuse me in such high regard and they feel like you going through those three to four years of college broke or whatever is a rite of passage right how many people looked like how many people looked like the fab five when the fab five were in michigan breaking all those barriers and selling all their merchandise for michigan and said well that's where that's just the way the game is where it's supposed to be like people do not like change man that's that's the that's the bottom line like it comes down to change and control and how the how this business model of the ncaa was set up and people want to keep it that way because a lot of people have made a lot of money for a long period of time and they want to continue doing that because the moment you change the structure and you start empowering athletes someone else has to lose it's only so much power that goes around someone else has to lose a little bit of that stronghold that they have once these kids start realizing they're the reason why everyone is here 
There's a reason why in the middle of a pandemic, the SEC still had to play football. There's a reason why we were figuring out how in the world we're going to get this NCAA tournament off the next year after the tournament, after the uh, March Madness was canceled during the pandemic, right when the pandemic started, because it's too much money to lose. Mm. Mm. Control, huh? Mm. So you think you still, they still got that Jim Crow mentality, but okay. Uh, Miss Cleveland. Why do you feel that? Because in my comments, when I watch, I'll see some of these posts, man. It'd be them white folks going in, like on these athletes leaving and getting deals. And I'm like, man, we ain't got generational wealth like you. Our grandma didn't pass us the big house and get a, sec, a second mortgage. So, what do you? How do you feel about this? This these uh, certain demographics, or even what Jeff said, some. Uh, you know, I don't, raccoons think that <laughs> that are against the NIL and the transfer portal for these these men to do better for themselves. Jeff hit the nail on the head. It is control. It is absolutely control because what we track is the money that the NCAA generates, but what we do not track is the money that each town. Each city generates when a sport is played. Um, I saw a metric today, actually. They're saying that Deion Sanders and the Jackson State football team generated $30 million in revenue for the city of Jackson. That's Mm. not what they did for the NCAA. It's not what they did for TV, just for the city. And when you... Don't control me and control my labor. You get mad. And some people do feel just, just it's perfect. Some people feel like just because I had to do it, you got to do it. Mm-hmm. And you're going to, it exposes. There are leaders who develop men and who inspire men. And there are leaders who lead because kids don't have options. The transfer portal and the money that people can generate using name, image, and likeness gives kids options. And so just like the alumni's kid can say, you're not going to treat me like that. An athlete can say, hold up. I got my own coins and I got the option to go. You're not going to treat me like that. And that is something that black bodies have not been able to do. And old black people sometimes don't like the freedom that young black people have. It just is what it is. Oh, Miss Cleveland, take them to church. All I need is a church organ. Just play. And the doors are open. The doors are open. Well, I've been hearing them. I didn't get to do that. And so what you ain't get to that, do that? That's the truth. That's the truth. 100% truth. They expect it to be the exact same for you because you had to jump through so many. They had to jump through so many hoops and hurdles, which we respect them for. But the thing about it is these kids below us, these kids, these younger kids, they're not going for that. They're not. They're, they're, they're not going to sit around and let that happen anymore because they understand as times has gone on, we are, you know, not to get off subject, but <clears throat> go ahead, brother. We are approaching and living through that second and sometimes third generation of athlete in a household that has experienced a certain level of success. So if you're telling a kid who saw their uncle get phased out at a division one program or get hurt in that school, cut them or their dad actually made it professional. Now they have the best coaches and, and the best training throughout high school and throughout middle school and high school. They're not going to come to college and take that from no coach because they know their worth. They've seen what happens. They've heard the the horror stories that go 
going on. So in turn, now these kids are more prepared because we are now in that second and third generation of student athlete or professional athlete and families. We're starting to see this this power uh, transformation happen in front of our eyes. And it's great to see, man. It's great. And just think about it this way. Your grandmama and my grandmama, they were marching with Martin and other things so that their babies didn't have to get treated. You don't have to put up with these white folks like I did. So now you got a generation of people that are actually like, you know what? I really don't. Rather than looking at it like what we work for partially is here. Because, you know, we're not all the way there, but partially is here. Yes, let's celebrate because now you got options. You don't have to stay where you are not wanted. You don't have to be controlled. They're like, well, I had to go through it. You should have to go through it. It builds character. What is you saying? Why Why does struggle have to build character? Don't don't get me started. Don't don't get me started with that one. That's just <laughs> I'm so confused. Yep. Yep. Um. I'm going to combine these uh, two questions and give it to Jeff. And then I'm going to give you the last question because the last question is for you, Miss Cleveland, because of, of your program. So uh, I'm combining these two questions, Jeff, for you. Uh, sure. What do you what do you think the NIL looks like in five years? And is the transport portal good or bad for college sports? So that's for, that's for you. OK, um, NIL in five years. Is going to have to be redefined because I think right now it's very surface level and the schools are still having a say so in what these kids can do and, and can't do. Right. They, they still have say so. There's still certain deals that have to be uh, some of the some a portion of it has to be given to the school and some of the other uh, members of your team and certain depending on what type of deal to sign. I think in five years, if this stays around, there's going to be a full fledged student athlete to business or partnership that excludes the school all the way around a union you talk about a union well maybe uh, yeah but more so on the lines of if michael jordan's kind of we brought up michael jordan earlier or my favorite basketball player Allen iverson has a deal with reebok that deal with reebok starts in college when he's at georgetown Right. It doesn't it is strictly him and Reebok, not him, Georgetown, his other uh, members of his team and Reebok. It's just him and Reebok. So in five years, I think there are going to be barriers broken when it comes to that, because it's going to evolve and it's going to continue. It's going to continue to grow into to things like that, where it's more specific deals for uh, specific players and less inclusion of the schools. Um, do I think the transfer portal say that fast twice is good or bad for sports i think in by definition it's good because it does provide it will provide opportunities for you know like we mentioned earlier kids that are brought in through schools um when the coach basically told them a lie they're not changing their platform uh, or the coach gets fired and things like that you 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 have that but just like any law that we have in america there's a speed there's a speed limit in most places but who really drives 65 some people are going to push that 72 right so there are going to be outliers of kids who take advantage of it because there are ways to do it or kids who just don't want to compete they are going to do that but in by rule and by thumb the, the rule is a good thing appreciate it brother appreciate you right. now miss cleveland please explain your company that helps parents that have kids that are athletes athletes and plays college sports briefly because you are uh, you 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 should you should be a reverend because you get 
Oh, you on mute, honey. There you go. Sorry about that. Oh, you good. In a a nutshell, what I do is I help athletes from middle school to the pros and their families understand who they are. What's the name of the company? Go ahead. my, My company is called Sports Mom University. And what I do is I help athletes and their families understand who they are and how they prefer to show up in the world. We use that to establish an identity outside of sports. And once they know who they are outside of the game, they can take advantage of the right academic opportunities, the right athletic opportunities. And in the, in the world of name, image and likeness, they can take advantage of the appropriate entrepreneurial or brand partnership opportunities. Great, great. Now, any last thoughts on the show? On the show, um, uh, what what advice you want to give to the to the current uh, high schooler or middle schooler looking for an nil deal, African American looking for an nil deal? Gee, I'm getting tongue tied myself, uh, Miss Cleveland. Any advice? I know you teach a class, but can you get right quick any advice you want to give them or just Honestly, tell them just, just tell them to go to your class <laughs> well no no well I'm, no I, actually I'm going to say this they really do need to find out who they are outside of the game because businesses look at athletes as interchangeable parts if you don't understand how to differentiate yourself a business is going to treat you like going to the grocery store for a can of corn most people buy corn mm-hmm. based on price and athletes have been taught we're special because we play. Mm-hmm. That's not how business works. You have to align with the business's values, their pers- the persona that they want to put out to the public. So take the time, even if it takes months or if it takes years, um, this is what we do with my, my, my family that signed the deal at the beginning of the year, figure out who you are, what you like, what makes you unique. And that's the part of you that you show to the world. And if you do that, the businesses are going to come find you. They're going to say, oh, he or she, they're passionate about dogs. We're passionate about dogs too. Let's go and let them represent our dog brand. Yeah, well, it wouldn't work for me because I'm too pro black. I probably won't get no deal. But go ahead. Yeah, yeah you would. Yeah, All you the would. like, there's a whole. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. okay. Yeah. I will. I will. Webuyblack.com. Yeah. I mean, like, yeah. there's. I can think of a lot of companies right now that would be like, "Yes, I want you to represent me." You'll be selling alkaline water in no time, brother. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, you crazy, crazy man, you crazy. Hey Jeff, any Listen. last words you want to give to the brothers and sisters that they're looking to go to college and get that NIL deal, or and or or, or pondering about transferring? What advice you want to give them? In the words of the great philosopher Young Dolph, "Get paid, get paid. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> that is it. That is it. Get paid. That's it." Whatever you gotta do, because did you you got a short period of time when you there? Get paid. That's it. Oh man, I, Jeff and Miss Cleveland, I truly appreciate you coming on the show um, and uh, giving your opinions and your knowledge and wisdom about 
transfer portals in the NIL deals that is currently going on in uh, in in college sports. My my last thought on it is that man, I, I mean, African America has been given been given free labor since August twentieth, sixteen nineteen. What makes this country a billion, uh, uh, one of the powerful c- countries in the world is because of free labor. Um, I'm, I'm tired, sick and tired of athletes that look like you and I, the ch- athletes that I cheer on that look like me, uh, me and you. But only thing is, they have a, they have certain gen- genetics that make them faster, bigger, and stronger. Um, get uh, ostracized or, or or criticized for doing certain things. The main reason I hate Ohio State right now. I hate them to it would happen to that white their quarterback a couple years ago. Uh, I, I think it was a couple years ago. They they traded in their their gear for some tattoos and some money, and I think Trestle was at the coach at the time, and the, the white folks were on them for oh my god, how can you do this, do that? How can I make you millions of dollars, and I can't buy my mom a Christmas gift? I have a problem. I have a problem. And like I said, these kids, I'm, I'm, a, I'm from a suburb kid. A lot of these athletes come from the bricks or they or they some country bumpkins. Poor is poor. Either it's dirt road or bricks. But some of these kids are poor and they have nothing to give. And all they got is talent. What's wrong with them getting a couple coins or ha- setting up a system where when they do graduate, they have some money allotted to them to become successful. That's all I got to say to it. And to the people that are hating on these young men and women getting deals, uh, I just get your cake up. You know what I'm saying? Get a, get an extra job at, uh, at at Bruno's or Kroger's or something and stop hating on these kids because you wasn't physically gifted. Okay? All right. That's all I got to say. Um, this is... <laughs> I enjoyed the show. Y'all stop laughing at me. Uh, I enjoyed the show. Thank you, Miss Cleveland, for coming on the show. Thank you, Jeff. Y'all already know who I am. Um, I should change my name, Marcus the Radical, <laughs> but <laughs> but it's all good. Uh, once again, I thank you all for coming, uh, th- uh, uh, listening to my show. Um, and before I leave, I always leave with a slogan that is knowledge is power, economic freedom is salvation. Now, if you put the two together, we can build a great nation. This is Marcus with Rebuke Podcast, and I will talk to you soon. Peace.